Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. Before we do the main part of the lesson today, I'd like to talk about something I've been posting about this week, which is differences in IELTS academic writing and what the difference is between, for example, a three or a four and an eight or a nine. So I've been posting these examples. I've taken one sentence um, with a basic meaning and I've tried to show you how you can change that sentence to give yourself a slightly higher score. The trouble with this kind of activity is that it is just one sentence. So a lot of people, well, thought it's not fair um, just because one sentence, well, it's not one sentence that you're judged on, obviously. You're judged on the whole task one and task two. So there's a lot of writing that they use to decide on your band score. And of course, it's true that you could have a band nine level of English. But if you didn't answer the question, then you wouldn't get a band nine. So these sentences are simply illustrations of the type of um, band descriptor that is used to decide on your writing. And very often, well, as is always the case, that it's, it's the number and quality and quantity and range and variety of sentences. Of course, nothing can depend on one sentence. But if you look at the band descriptors, if you just Google IELTS Task 2 band descriptors, there is a PDF on the website, their website, that you can open and you can see the difference between, not only between a 9 and a 1, so they go through each score, but also through the four parts, which of course are task achievement, um, that's how well you answer the question, uh, cohesion and coherence, that's how well you organise it, lexical resource, that's your accuracy and range of vocabulary, and then the final one is, is grammar, which of course is not only how accurate your grammar is, but also how ambitious you are, how complex your sentences are. So they have to balance a lot of things. You might say, for example, I do not agree. That's a correct sentence, but it's a very simple one. So I've tried to show ways that they would be able to give you an eight or a nine um, because you've shown uh, complexity that your sentence is um, broken up possibly into different parts, maybe using conditionals, um, relative clauses that prove to the examiner that your sentence is not only accurate, but it's also complex. And if you're aiming for those higher scores, then that what I show you in these posts is what you need to aim for. However, my last, the last thing I want to do is to cause stress to people and I want to make it clear 
that nobody asks you to get a band eight or nine. So when you see these examples, you shouldn't think, oh my goodness, I'll never write like that. Um, you don't need to, you know. If you're going to study at university, where I work at Essex University, you can start with a 5.5, for example. Um, I think if you're going to do a, a master's, you might need a 6 or a 6.5. And then to work, you need a 7 or I think a 7.5 now for doctors, maybe a 6.5. They lowered it recently for nurses. So you don't actually need to be stressed by these very high band descriptors. But that does not mean that they do not exist. And it's not fair if I, as a teacher, don't show you that these exist. Um, that's not fair for you. It's like I'm trying to put a limit on what score you can get. And that's not up to me to do. It's very similar when some teachers teach pronunciation. They say, oh, I never teach how to pronounce the TH because, you know, I can understand them okay. Well, that's not good enough for some people. Some people don't want to be just understood. Some people want to have a, a clear pronunciation. So it's not fair if the teacher is denying them that chance to improve and by showing you an example of an eight or a nine it's up to you what you want to do with that information but don't feel stressed by it you are totally capable of getting that if you want to if you want to um, write like academic people right if you want to write academic papers in your career then it is something you will have to learn and there are ways of doing that but for everybody for me I have to switch into a different voice in order to write a good band eight or nine essay it is not the kind of language that we use every day and this is why it is so difficult and painful even for well, I, I don't want to say native speakers because I don't think there's a difference, to be honest. Somebody posted, but I'm a native speaker and I would never write like that. Lol. Well, so what? Maybe you would never get a band eight, whether you're a native speaker or not. The, 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 the truth is that this band eight and nine exists because it is the very highest level of English that is available. If it was not there, if the band nine did not exist, then it would the band descriptors wouldn't make sense. It would stop at a seven, which a lot of people get regularly, but not a lot of people get a nine. And why not? A, they don't need to. B, it's very difficult. But what I'd like to say to the native speakers who say I would never write like that is well that so what it, it doesn't matter if you never write like that if you listen to BBC Radio 4 um, I listen to it uh, seven o'clock in the morning they interview um, experts and the experts speak better than I could write 
they speak in this academic, beautifully constructed, well thought out language because that's what they do every day. They're used to it. Um, so just because you don't do that every day, it doesn't mean that I shouldn't encourage my students to try and achieve what they are capable of. So I would like to just talk you through a few of the posts that I put up this week and try and explain my reasons for choosing them. For example, let's take um, a way of saying that you disagree. A band three might say, I know agree. The meaning is clear. That is how you get a band three. Your meaning is there. You are answering the question. Band four, I am not agree. A very common mistake, but it's better than I know agree. It is trying to make a sentence. So band four is a good attempt, but it is inaccurate. Now, if you did that once, you might still get a seven or an eight. But if you did that throughout the whole essay, then you would probably get a four. A band five is pretty accurate. It's a simple sentence. I disagree with this statement. It is simple, but it is accurate. That's all you need for a five. And if all your sentences were simple, but accurate like this, then you would get a five. Band six needs something a little more. So something like, I strongly disagree with this statement, could add a little extra because you're adding not just the verb. You're not saying I disagree or I agree. You're saying I strongly disagree. So that shows that you're being a little more ambitious, um, but also accurate. Band six, it doesn't matter if you make mistakes. If you are ambitious, ambitious means trying to go beyond the simple sentence. Band seven requires more consistency in terms of accuracy. So fewer mistakes, but also a bit more um, range, especially with vocabulary. So my band seven, I said, I am fundamentally opposed to this viewpoint. Now, just because you throw in that word, that sentence, it doesn't mean you'll get a band seven. But if you use lots of sentences similar to this, where you're confident, you're expressing your argument very clearly, and you're using less common words. So instead of disagree, you're saying I am opposed to this viewpoint. Yes, it's formal. We don't use it in speaking, but we use it in writing. And fundamentally opposed confirms that that is a clear seven for this sentence. Finally, for a band eight or nine, I would argue, so that's fine, there's nothing too bizarre about that. I would argue that the evidence put forward by proponents of this viewpoint, so proponents is people who agree with this viewpoint, is unconvincing. That's fine. It means it doesn't convince me. And inherently flawed. Flawed means it has problems. It has um, things wrong with it. So that band eight statement 
is a totally acceptable way of saying you disagree when you are writing a complex academic argument, which is what is required for a band eight or a band nine. Now, this is what one native speaker said, I would never say that. Of course you wouldn't. It, it, it is high-level academic language, but that is what a band eight or nine would be. Um, band nine, if it was full of sentences like this. Band eight, if there were occasional sentences like this. In a similar way, so we talked about I not, I don't agree, I am not agree, things like that. Let's look at a comparison. So for a band four, let's talk about living in the city versus living in the countryside. Band four might say, I prefer live in city. That's fine, I understand that. Spelling's correct, I prefer is, is fine, but there is some grammar. Uh, mis there are some grammar mistakes, so for example, a band five, I would rather live in a city than in a village. It's a simple comparison. We learn comparisons quite early on when we're learning a different language. So here um, it's accurate, but still quite simple. Band six uses a gerund to start, living in a city. So it's already slightly more ambitious. And instead of just a verb, living in a city is preferable, they use an adjective to living in the countryside. Living in a city is preferable to living in the countryside. So the countryside, a bit more ambitious than just a village. And there's a lot there that would guarantee a band six. A band seven takes a more academic word to city life. It says urban life and compares it with rural life. So here it sounds more academic because of those academic terms. Band seven says urban life has far more to recommend it than rural life. So a less common expression, it has more to recommend it. It's less common, which is what you need to do at band seven. Finally, band eight, I've put a complex sentence, a contrast. It's not too difficult, although there are numerous benefits to living in a rural location. It has to be said that city life provides a variety of conveniences, such as entertainment facilities and reliable public transport, which are often non-existent in the countryside. So it's a complex sentence. I've said although there are many benefits, um, the city life is better. That's all it's saying, but it gives examples. City life provides a variety of conveniences, such as, so that's a way of extending your sentence and making it more complex. And it uses adjectives, reliable public transport, which are non-existent in the countryside. There's just a lot more there that would give you a band eight compared to a band five, say, where you simply say, I would rather live in a city than in a village. So I hope you can see that these are simply illustrations 
of the differences in expectations from the examiner's point of view of what they are looking for for each band. They have to weigh up a lot more things. They can't just choose one sentence. They choose your whole writing, how you write, how you answer that question, how you argue, um, and how you draw conclusions. All of that is also included, of course. But I hope you can see that um, there is a big difference (laughs) between a four and an eight and possibly a six and an eight. And I hope it answers the question for people who say, how can I get an eight? Well, this is an example, but don't get too stressed about it. Finally, I'd like to look at academic writing task one, where you describe a graph or a chart. I've only done one of these so far, and I'm talking about how to uh, describe changes on a graph or a bar chart. So, for example, um, in this chart, you could see that the number of tourists went up. And for a band three, you could say tourist up. Um, but the meaning is unclear. It's not a two because you have attempted to answer the question, but tourist up would be a a three. Uh, A four, slightly better, might be tourists go up. So this time there's a plural for tourists. There is the go up, so the meaning is more clear, but uh, the tense is wrong um, and... It's not the tourists that went up, it's the number of tourists that went up. This is quite a common mistake. So, for a simple correct answer, band five, the number of tourists went up. That's it. The number of tourists, plural, went past simple up. Number six, possibly more formal, is increased. It's fine to use went up, it's a synonym. But for number six, I've made it slightly more academic. I've said the number of tourists increased considerably. So just being more ambitious and adding that adverb makes it uh, a higher score. Again, depending on what else you write. For the next example, it's a very nice example of how you can add variety to get a more consistent band 7 or 6. Um, usually when we describe graphs, we use verbs like increased and adverbs, increased considerably, and that's great. You can also use noun phrases and that adds variety, so it's not just verbs. So for band 7... I said there were twice as many tourists. So just by saying there were um, changes from the verb pattern, that gives you a seven. Also, there's more analysis. So instead of saying they just went up, you know, by 50%, for example, you're now saying there were twice as many tourists. And that gives you more variety, it's more precise and it's more analytical. Finally, for a band eight or nine, I've said the number of tourists doubled. 
doubled is an analytical again, but then I've linked it to a second sentence using ing linking word. So I've said the number of tourists doubled, comma, soaring to three million by the end of the period shown. Soaring, again, is more specific, saying that it was a dramatic increase. Make sure it is a dramatic increase before you choose to use soaring or plummeting. Um, but that kind of mixture of variety and complexity would help you move towards a band eight or nine. Um, there's one more here and um, it's about toys, about the question about children having too many toys. Um, I can't find it now. Hang on. Where's it gone? Ah, right. Sorry, here. Okay, so um, this was actually a general training question and a band four. Um, general training doesn't have to be as academic as academic training, obviously, but it still has to be quite formal and match all the other descriptors of complexity and variety. So this question is, um, do children have too many toys? Something like that. For a band four, um, I suggested if somebody says parents must not buy too much toys. So that would be a good attempt, but too much is wrong. It could be a five, but if there were lots of mistakes like that, then it would keep you to a four. So it's too many toys. Band five is accurate, but simple. I think parents should not buy too many toys. And the even the way they use should is a bit more um, considered than must not. It's an opinion, so should rather than a rule, must not. I think parents should not buy too many toys. That is a good band five. Band six, I've added something in conclusion. I believe, more formal than I think, that parents should limit the amount of toys they buy for their children. Now, limit is just slightly more ambitious. The rest of the sentence is pretty simple. Limit the amount of toys they buy for their children. Somebody pointed out actually it should be the number of toys. Um, I've googled it and both are okay. But yes, generally the amount goes with uncountable things. So I should really say should limit the number of toys they buy for their children. For band seven, I've said to conclude because it's less common than in conclusion. Anything you can do that is less common from these kind of templates that people memorise will push you up. To conclude, I believe that parents should consider the educational value of a toy before purchasing it. So there's another idea here now. Um, the educational value just adds something extra. It's a little bit more thoughtful more opinionated and clever, I guess. Instead of using buy, I said purchase. And instead of think, I, well, they should consider, I said, consider the educational value. So that would give you a seven. For the eight, I've said to conclude, 
I strongly believe that parents should resist the urge to spoil their offspring with a never-ending supply of single-use toys. Of course, that's more sophisticated. There's an adjective for every noun. So the ability to use adjectives uh, freely and accurately is a good sign of a seven or an eight. So a never-ending supply, a single-use toys. And then instead of children, I've chosen offspring. Instead of just I believe, I've said I strongly believe. And the fact that it's almost every other word is complex, basically, is leading more towards an eight or a nine than a seven. Finally, I'd just like to look at a task one general training, which is where people go wrong because the level of formality and informality. Um, this one is an informal letter and all I'm looking at is how you could start that letter to get you a band eight. I've started with a band three, which is just a H-L-O, hello. Now, the problem with that, I think, is it comes across as quite rude if you just contact somebody and say H-L-O. You haven't bothered to write the full hello even and therefore the meaning is unclear and it has quite a negative impact. Band four, I've put how are you, but the R is the letter and you is the letter, like you text message. Again, it is an attempt at the task, but it's inaccurate. That language is wrong. You can use um, short abbreviated versions, even text speak, if you know what you're doing. But just be very careful um, that it doesn't look like you're making a mistake. Just play safe for a band four or five. What's the problem with this one? Band five. Dear Mrs. Wattam, I am writing to inquire about your health. So we're writing to a friend here. Sorry if I didn't make that clear at the start. So everything is wrong here. Dear Mrs. Wattam is too formal. You should use first name to a friend. I am is not contracted would be much better to say I'm writing but you would never say that to a friend. To inquire is too formal, it's a formal word for ask and about your health of course you just don't say that, you just say how are you. And that's what we get in band six. Um, Dear Fiona or hi Fiona, how are you? That's it, it's accurate and it's appropriate. So you might think it's simple but it's an informal letter to a friend. So the fact that you've chosen this simple um, welcome is a sign that you do know what you're doing, that you can write an informal letter. Band seven might be more ambitious. For example, hi Fiona, how's it going? Um, appropriate tone and less common expression and the fact that you feel confident using that expression is a good sign. 
How can you get a band eight? Well, I can't show you that in one line. It's about the whole letter, of course. But for example, if you said, hi, Fiona, how's it going? Sorry, I haven't been in touch for ages. Then you've got lots of little things there. So instead of I'm sorry, you've just got sorry. You've missed out words that you don't need. I haven't been present perfect contractions. I haven't and Two expressions, I haven't been in touch is a good expression and for ages is better than saying for a long time. It's much more informal and more commonly used. But remember, this is general training task one, an informal letter to a friend. Again, you can go just as wrong if you try to make it formal with a task one letter to a friend. So just beware about that. Okay, that's it for today. If you're listening today, I'm just uploading a new YouTube video. I'm trying to do 10 minute tutorials on YouTube. They're very short versions that try to raise your awareness of certain aspects like today's is true, false and not given. It does not go into depth. If you want more depth, you can listen to my podcast or go to my website. This is a way of getting you through your studies for true, false, not given by showing you little strategies that you can pick up in 10 minutes. So go go ahead to my YouTube channel. I'll put it on there now. It'll probably be there in, a, in about an hour. Thanks ever so much for your patience with me today. Um, if you've got any thoughts about what I'm saying or any worries, please do get in touch um, and in any way you want to on my website there's a contact form um, or um, Instagram or Facebook any way you want to if you've got any thoughts about what I've said today about the band eight or nine keep working try your best achieve what you're capable of and I'm sure you will get that goal that's all for now bye bye bye